it's a top selector. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. I know you're gonna dig this. And now for our speeches to Cuéntame mi Monday night, Monday evening, depending on where you guys are. We're just listening to some of the audio highlights of the two big fights from the weekend. I'm obviously talking about Nonito, a rejuvenated Nonito, apparently just absolutely destroying Ubali. And then obviously Devin Haney and Lenaris ended up being an interesting fight. I want to introduce Kenny T, who's always here with me, my partner in crime. I've got my two guests on the panel tonight, the world-famous Joe Habib and the one and only D-Style. Thank you very much, gentlemen. All right. So let's get right into it, guys. Let's get right, right into it. Kenny T, I'm going to start with you. What were your thoughts of Nonito, man? And what do you see for him now that he's done what he did on Saturday night? He was phenomenal, man. It was a four-round massacre. Well, I mean... Ubali didn't look so bad in the first round. It looked like he landed a couple of decent shots, you know. But after that, Nonito was just counter punching the hell out of him. It was just, it was like he was picking him apart. Like he he had figured out his timing and and Ubali's reach. It just it seemed like it wasn't affecting uh, Nonito at all. Like he just couldn't get every time that Ubali would throw a punch and, and Nonito would counter. You would see the difference of reach. Nonito would always land before he would, and and it was just. The, the, there seemed to be a huge difference in power. Nonito, once he saw that he could hurt him, he started landing that left hand, and oof, it was bad mood from then on. It became a massacre after round three. I was obviously a fool last week. I was there quoting none other than French Montana saying Ubali didn't have to worry about nothing, but he had to worry about a whole lot. Uh, Joe Habib, why don't you just go through why you were so high on uh, Donaire going into this matchup and and what you saw Sunday, or sorry, Saturday. Well, everybody knows how great of a counterpuncher Nonito Donaire is, and particularly with that left hook. He's walked many a people into that left hook. And when you got a southpaw who's kind of short and he reaches in with his shots and he leans in, then that's a recipe for disaster against a counterpuncher like Nonito Donaire, who definitely has the experience and just the overall muscle memory to deal with guys like that. Um, now, Ubali d- does have a, an explosive you know, left hand, but at the end of the day, if you're reaching for it and your opponent knows it's coming and he can time you, then it's it's basically nullified. And that's what Ubali does do. He reaches in with, a, with, a, with his shots. He's a pattern fighter. He's very repetitious, um, throws a lot of one-twos and not much more of anything else. I don't want to minimize the guy because he does have a dynamic left hand and he does have a good amount of knockouts with it. But Donito, Nonito Donaire just this was just a perfect style matchup for him. And uh I just felt that way. I, I just thought that that uh Ubali was um tailor-made for him. Yeah, I mean, and I'm gonna go to you next, Desau. But one thing I didn't really realize, and I should have, because it was in the tail of the tape, was just the size difference. Uh, between Ubali and Nonito. And, you know, I bet essentially bet on father time. You know, Nonito's skills are in question. I just felt that he'd probably be a little bit past it, and boy, was I wrong. Adisao, you had Nonito going into this fight. Did he meet or uh, or surpass your expectations Saturday? You know, it's funny. I, I, I talked to Bieber earlier, and I said, man, Donaire did even better than I thought he would. Uh, if you guys remember, I said he would stop him late because I thought it would take Donaire some time but there was a couple of issues. One, you know that old saying, Southpaw doesn't have a problem, you know, as much with Orthodox fighters because they see them a lot more often than Orthodox fighters see Southpaws. Well, 
Donaire seen for a lot of five foot three guys. Um, Obali hasn't seen guys the height of Donaire with the reach of Donaire that much. So who who was the one thing I asked myself is who's more used to the dimensions of their opponent in this fight? And I felt like Donaire was it. And not to mention, even in his at the height of his career, uh, a Regendow, who was a master technician in the ring, even he had to be careful with Donaire. And he even got knocked down against Donaire. And but but he was able to do that because he was able to pick his spots and punish Donaire that way. Obadi just isn't capable of that. He's not that he's not a reactionary fighter like that. He's a pattern fighter. And he also throws he, he works under with the combinations. And to me, that was a recipe for, for disaster. Uh, I mean, how are you gonna be working with combinations against a guy like Donaire? And I just couldn't envision Obadi saying, you know, going one punch at a time against a guy like Donaire. I just couldn't see it. It's not how he's made, and he's not a spring chicken either. He's already, what, 33, 34? Yeah. So, but but Donaire surpassed my expectations. Yeah, I was actually really interested, now that you think you guys are both speaking about kind of Ubali having to switch up his style and him kind of throwing combinations. And, uh, Joe, we spoke about this earlier that he's kind of a, uh, what do you call him, a, a pattern <laughs> A pattern, pattern fighter, yeah. D-Style and I both both said that. Yeah, and it was interesting that his wife was in the corner and was talking about the patterns that she was seeing, right, Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here and here's another thing too. Uh South Paws are used to having to worry about only the right hand. And they're not used to having to deal with the left hook. And a guy like Nonito Dornier really knows how to fight South Paws. Uh he's seen he's seen a few of them in his day. And he knows how to time when they reach in with their jab and he just comes over the top. You could see when he either comes over the top with it or he comes up underneath it. He knows how to thread the needle around that jab when he, when a southpaw reaches in with it. So a lot of southpaws aren't looking for that punch. They're, they're looking for the right hand because that's what they're told to look out for mostly. And that's, what, uh, that's a punch that's thrown most often against them. And uh, when you got a guy like Dornier who's going to be able to thread the needle with that left hook, it's tough to be able to deal with that because you're not used to dealing with that. So uh, another, go ahead, Kenny. There was just one more thing that I noticed that uh, Ubali was doing repetitive, and it was he wasn't moving his head enough. He would just come straight forward and straight back, straight forward, and that became very easy for an experienced person, ex experienced fighter like Donair. It was just simple. Uh, and then I have one question for you, gentlemen, which was something that I thought was very, very questionable. Uh, at the end of the third round, that knockdown, that was called the knockdown, they, and that was a very big knockdown. Was that after or was that before the bell? Well, the yes. punch, the punch started before the bell, and it landed after the bell. So if the punch is started before the bell rings, the referee is going to allow that punch to count because you can't stop that punch in mid, in mid you know, in mid in mid motion it's hard to do that so as long as the punch is started before the bell rings then that's fine that's that's a legal blow i think you're absolutely right joe and the people that are going to question that are always going to be the fans of the guy that got clocked because you know no one who, who likes donaire is like a objective observer is going to say yeah that was after the bell or yeah that was thrown with kind of a illegal intent uh yeah you're absolutely right it was a clear shot and it landed uh, after the bell. Um, if I, may, yeah, go no, ahead. I, I just feel Obali was on borrowed time anyway. I got to yeah. be honest. He already had him figured out. So that's all I got to say about that. Do, do, uh, uh, do you guys think that the ref should have stopped the fight right there, right then and there? Or should do, do you think he should have let it go the extra round like he did? I think the fight could have definitely been stopped earlier than it was. Uh, Diesel hit the nail right on the head right there. He got to the point. And it was not that, you know, it was pretty early on into the fight uh, where you just got the impression that this guy's starting to get beat up. He's getting tagged and he's going to get hit with a shot he doesn't see. That's going to have very bad consequences. That's kind of the feeling I was get I was, I was getting from from the fight as the fight progressed round through round. Absolutely. So, Joe, I'm going to ask you this. You've got Ubali. He's out of the picture now. He was a WBC champ. Now it's Donaire. The other two champions are the monster in a way, right? And his countryman, John um, Casimero, uh, John Riel Casimero. And if you want to add Rigo into the picture, he's the regular champion of WBA. Nonito beat Father Time on Saturday. 
does he stand a shot at these other two, the the actual champions in Inoue and, and Casimiro? It's hard to pick against Inoue, but um, he gave him all he can handle in that first fight. If they were to fight again, it's not impossible to, to see Nonino Donaire eke out a decision. Um, I thought Donaire actually was able to deal with um, Inoue a little bit too because Inoue came right at him. Once again, counterpunches love, love guys that come right at him. And although Inoue is quick, he's dynamic, um, does square up a little bit, and um, he doesn't move a lot. He's not a guy that's that's really stepping around you. He's coming right at you, but he's he throws a lot of different combinations. So he's not a guy that really moves around and com- comes in on angles. He comes pretty straight in. It's just that when he does come straight in, He's just throwing a, a, a wide array of punches at you. So Nonito Donaire has got to have to worry about the wide array of punches coming at him. But the one thing that he can feel good about is this guy's going to come straight at me. He's not really going to come at me from different angles. So if he can kind of nail the, these these uh, punch sequences down a little bit, then maybe he may be able to eke something out. The fight was close enough where you, where you could say, hey, um, and then if he didn't get, I think got knocked down in that fight too. If he didn't get knocked down in that fight, who, who knows what would have happened? So, yeah, I'm, the thing too with, with Inouye is I love his his power. Obviously, I think he's a tough guy with a great chin. Obviously, too, but he doesn't really do that much unorthodox. Um, a lot of what he does is kind of textbook boxing. That's not necessarily the case though uh, with Casimiro. He's kind of the opposite of what we saw in Ubali yeah. on, on Saturday night. There's nothing straight ahead about his attack. There's nothing textbook about it. He's kind of very unorthodox, very herky-jerky. I think it's a difficult style to match up with. What are your thoughts on that one, D-Style? Uh, Casimero against uh, Inouye? Yeah. Oh, or, I'm sorry, against Inouye or against Donaire? Sorry, against Donaire. Okay, so, look, you're right. Uh, Casimero is very unorthodox, but you know what? Like, I feel like... The reason orthodox exists and why it's called orthodox is because it's the most common way to fight because it's the most effective way to fight. That's why, you know, like I, I feel like unorthodox fighters eventually get figured out and orthodox things like like a nice timed hook are made to take out guys that are unorthodox. I, I think I think the owner knocks them out, too. I think I think anyone not named monster in a way. Right. Because I'm include his brother will get knocked out too. Anybody not named in a way loses to, to Donaire. Uh, do, as long as Donaire can make the weight, that is his toughest fight. If he can make the weight, he's big for that weight. He's long for that weight, mm-hmm. and he's very used to fighting guys that height. People just automatically assume if guys are shorter than you, you should have an easy time with them. But you know, if if you notice in the super middleweight division, Canelo uses. The, the advantage of guys n- not having experience against five foot seven guys against them. You know what I mean? Donaire doesn't have that problem. All right. And, and for all those super middleweights out there, watch him Donaire. Well, watch how he fights the short guys. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. I mean, he's been fighting shorter guys for most of his career, right? Cause he's tall for the weight yeah. class and he fills in really well too. He didn't look that good to me at the weigh in, to be honest with you. I looked at his body. I'm like, it doesn't look obviously it's cut up and as shredded as it has in the past, but that doesn't really oftentimes matter. That can be offset with kind of experience right in the game. What are your thoughts, Kenny, about about him being able to take on Casimiro and, and the monster in the way? Well, I'm a big fan of the monster in the way, and uh, I would assume that in the way is definitely going to learn from that last fight that they had. I would, I would assume that he would not come out with the same type of aggression or the same uh, type of style that he did last time. <clears throat> Uh, Casimero, uh, I would have to do more research on them. I'm not going to act like I know a lot of, about Casimero, but, uh, I am right now looking at the rankings for the weight class and, uh, Regan Dow is second, Donaire is third and Casimero is fourth. Supposedly August 14th, Regan Dow and Casimero are supposed to fight as yep. it says on the ESPN website. Yes, you're absolutely right. I, I, uh, that's true. He is fighting in the. I guess it would be the winner of Casimiro or Rigo, right? That's yeah. Gonna be a tough fight for Rigo, as much as I like him, being that he's 40 years old. My question would, would for for you guys would be, who do you want to see in the way fight next? Because that only leaves Donaire, and I feel like 
Donaire doesn't exactly deserve a rematch right right away after, since he just lost the previous fight to Inway. So who who does Inway fight? Kenny, I there's mean, really there's really. Oh, I'm sorry, D Star. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, does he not deserve a rematch? He broke his orbital bone. He had him hurt. Like, can his orbital bone take another breaking like that? I don't know. I was gonna say, Kenny, I don't think there's really a bad matchup that you can make at that division when you when you throw all those names. You can you can mix and match any one of them. It's not going to be a bad matchup. I wouldn't complain about any of them. I you know I think I think because how good the first fight was, I would love to see a rematch with Donaire in, in, in UA because Donaire really rose to the occasion and exceeded everybody's expectations in that fight. More almost as much as he did. Well, he didn't really exceed. He did exceed my expectations, but I did think he would win. I didn't think he would even come close. To um to NUA in that fight, not even close. I thought that was going to be a blowout. No disrespect to um Donier. I just thought that you know NUA was just that much much more dominant than him and much more dangerous than him. But I don't. I I would love that fight. I have I have no problem with seeing that fight right away. And plus, it would be a, it would be a unification fight. So why not? It makes it makes a hell of a lot of sense now that Donier's got a belt, right? Yeah, absolutely. He picked up the WBC title. You've got that storyline there. Uh, you could make the argument that Inouye is a bigger kind of uh, star now in the United States now that he's fought on um, HBO under top rank, and that maybe they could fight up in the in the United States. Uh, I, I would want to see it for sure. I've already bet against Nonito twice now. Uh, the first time uh, I bet against him, I thought he was going to get stopped by by Inouye. I was wrong about that. He definitely showed up. And then again, I'm, I I fell on a huge banana skin Saturday. I wanted to change my pick, but I talked so much shit during the week uh, with the French Montana stuff. I said, let me just ride this all the way to Sunday morning. And I was dead ass wrong about it. So yeah, I don't have the French Montana queued up, guys, unfortunately. Um, well, fortunately for, for Nonito. But let me ask you guys about Devin the Dream Haney. Uh, a lot was said going into this fight. People were making the argument that he had to have a spectacular performance, that he had to really do the do the number on on uh, Linares, a, a seasoned, a battle tested warrior. Uh, he got very mixed reviews on Saturday. Uh, what were your thoughts, uh, Joe, on on the performance of Devin Haney and kind of where he goes from here? Well, you know my thoughts on Devin Haney. I've never been overly high on the guy. Obviously, he's very quick. Uh, he's he's athletic. He can move pretty well, but um, I just don't think he has that killer instinct. I don't. I, I think once again he's a safety first fighter, always, regardless of who he's in there with. He looked at um, Jorge Linares as if he was fighting like Mike Tyson or Julian Jackson or something. And with all due respect to Jorge Linares, he's not a one punch knockout guy. I've never seen Jorge Linares like really push a guy back and walk walk through punches like I saw on Saturday. I've never seen him so unaffected by punches in my life. And even after the fight, he said the guy got no power. Um, but you have to ask yourself, why does the guy have no power? If, if a guy's not sitting down on his shots, if he's not trying to throw with authority, then he's not gonna he's not gonna hurt people. At some point in time in the fight, obviously, you know, you don't want to give up your chin. You don't want to get reckless. You don't want to be who you're not. But everybody has to get their respect at some point in time in the fight. You can't let a guy just walk through you like that. And I've said this several times. Every time I watch a guy, I don't just watch who he's fighting. I, I look at how he would do against other opponents. So obviously I'm saying to myself, what, what would have happened if – that was Tiafima Lopez in there, and Tiafima Lopez landed that left hook because we've seen him drop guys with one left hook and put them out, right? So you can't afford to allow a guy to step to you like that without without putting a little mustard on your punch and and and, and discouraging him from coming at you like that. Because if you let Tiafima Lopez walk you down like that, you're gonna get you're gonna get eaten up. You're gonna get eaten up, and. He's only throwing like one or two punches at a time. Um, he's going, he's he's going in there and he's like spending minimal amount of time, you know, in the pocket and he's shooting right out of there. He looks so, so, so uncomfortable on the inside. He's grabbing guys like for dear life, looking at the referee. Come on, come break him, come break us. 
He doesn't want to fight a lick on the inside. He doesn't want he, – he, I mean, he doesn't like the confrontation. He's playing a game of tag in there. He's playing a game of tag in there, and he did not finish the fight well. He lost all three rounds uh, on my scorecard, and two of the two of the judges had him losing the last four rounds. Yeah, if, so, if, if Devin Haney was a baseball player, I definitely don't think he'd be like a home run power hitter. Um, he wouldn't be the kind of no. guy that swings for the fences but also strikes out a lot. Yeah, so like, Haney. He, he, he's, hitting, he's hitting to get on first base. He's hitting for that on-base percentage. Um, and, and because, look, you when you hit for power, it's it's riskier, right? And when you throw with power, you you kind of alluded to this, Joe. Um, that's when you can kind of get get countered a lot. Um, it, it it may feel that way, anyways. Uh, if if you're he's, in any shoes, he's fighting very apprehensively. He's fight. He's playing a game of tag in there. He he's he's fighting amateur boxing style. That's what he's, that's what he's doing. I'm just being honest. I just don't see any bad intentions on any punches he throws. I really don't. I, I think don't. I think Haney knows his flaws. It seems like he doesn't necessarily have a chin. I'm not gonna say he does or doesn't, right? He's a young fighter. He hasn't really faced much uh much of uh top level uh contention, but he knows his flaws. So I think he's just trying to be safe. He knows that if he gets hit real hard, he may just go down. As we saw, he took one nice well, he took a couple hard shots, and he, he he actually took more shots this fight than he took in any previous fight. I think he ate him for the most part. He ate him all pretty well. So I think it was round nine or ten yeah. where that was that was that was bad. But yeah, round ten, I, it was the end of round ten. I, I have to say though, I was I, I was definitely impressed by his effort. Right, he came out like he hasn't came out in any other fight. He was much more aggressive. He was trying. It's just I don't think the kid knows how to knock somebody out, and he definitely does not have one-punch knockout power. I think he, uh, like uh, Linares told him in the post-fight little uh, conversation that they had, uh, you need to you need to give a couple more punches. Uh, you know, the, he said he said jab twice and body whatever. I think that uh, uh, Devin Haney potentially hurt him to the body in, in the fight at a certain point, and it seemed like he stunned him at another point in the fight. But he didn't know how to continue going at him and finish him. Like you said, he's in there, in and out, in and out. It's like he's trying to give, like I said before the fight, like he's trying to give his best Mayweather impression, uh, which is not as good as Mayweather. And it's damn sure not no pretty boy uh, uh, Floyd. It's more like money Mayweather, what he's trying to do and what, what he's uh, imitating, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. So, so like pot, pot, shatting, pot shotting for points, essentially, Kenny. Exactly. And you know something else, Kenny? He probably he probably got tagged a few times in the gym when he was when he was coming up, and he probably got hurt a few times in the gym, and that maybe discouraged him. And maybe he probably said to himself, "You know what? I don't want to I don't want to have this feeling anymore." And then you, you, when you talk about how he's only throwing one jab at a time, why do you think he's only throwing one jab at a time? Because if you throw two jabs at a time, you you, you got to put yourself out there a little bit. So I'm just jabbing, get out, jab like like you know he he doesn't want to engage at all. He's gonna throw. The, the the least amount of punches he can to win rounds. And, and that's going to hurt you against guys who are going to be able to just walk through you. Like, Linares is not a great finisher either. He's just not a great finisher. And he hurt him a couple of times. If that's Tank in there hurting him and, and, and buckling him and wobbling him, if that's Tiafimo in there buckling and wobbling him, you, you might as well just get the smelling salts because it's over. It's over. It, it's interesting you mentioned that because both you and D-Style were not high on his new trainer or advisor, Consiglieri. I don't know what his role is in the corner there, but Ben Davidson. And um, I know I was a little bit more positive than you guys were, but is, is that the guy for Devin Haney, D-Style? Look. Yeah, in general on the fight. Well, well, to answer the question, look, at the end of the day, Haney's not going to be this knockout slugger dude. I think that's clear to see. If you can't knock out Gamboa, not even – he didn't not, – if you would have told me someone's going to fight, someone at least going to fight Gamboa and Linares back-to-back -back and not even get one knockdown, 
in two, those two fights and they fought 24 rounds, I would have told you you're a liar because Gamboa's been knocked down like 17 times in his career and he's fighting the highest division of his career. And Lenata's been knocked out several times, first round, middle rounds, late rounds. Like he's been stopped in many different ways that like I've never seen before. I've been saying this all week. If if I didn't know any better, if I wasn't a, a boxing fan and I heard the way people were talking about Devin Haney, all right, and I watched this fight, and I listened to the commentary team, I would have said to myself, man, this Lenatis guy is an iron chin motherfucker. Like, this dude has the like, like the stamina of a beast. He could fight in the 15-round era. That's what I would have told myself, right? But I know better. I know that's not the case. I've seen guys tire him out. I've seen the little Lomachenko punish him to the body and take him out. Remember, it's a Haney. I, I'm going to judge you by the way you talk shit. I'm not going to judge. Oh, I'm 22. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. So what? Benito was champ, world champion at 17. Okay. Uh, freaking Teofimo was 22 when he beat Lomachenko. So fucking what? Oh, he's 22. I don't care if he's 22. He's a world champion. Take the training wheels off. Okay. And let's see what you're made of. You're the one that, taught, that said, oh. But, but Loma's a little guy. and Remember they were saying that about Teofimo trying to take away his win? Okay, well, that little guy stopped Linares. Why couldn't you stop Linares? Stop running your mouth. How about that? Tell your dad to stop going around YouTube channels running his mouth. That's what he does. Okay? Gamboa, what happened? Oh, oh, uh, his hand was hurt. He already, I swear, we'll send you the x-rays. We'll share the x-rays, everybody. He had a hurt hand, and, and Gamboa couldn't stop holding. Did he see Gamboa? He was holding the whole time. How, how do you expect this to knock him out? What happened in the Sonatis? Who was holding? By the way, not holding, hugging, okay? Because in the markets of Queensbury, they, they don't ban clinching. They ban wrestling and hugging, okay? And the, the, he, this motherfucker was hugging for dear life is what he was doing, okay? Let's keep it real, all right? Keep it real. Be real about what happened. Stop stop trying to, like, rationalize it. Stop saying, oh, well, what about this one fight where this guy got hurt? You guys didn't say that. No, we are being very specific with this scenario, okay? Enough. They said they're going to stop Linares. That's what they said. And they didn't even come close. If you didn't know any better, you would have thought, again, this guy's iron chin. He has a motor that never end. So so the question is, is Ben Davidson right for him? Given the fact that he can't hurt nobody, and given the fact that he's going to have to fight a stick-and-move type style, yes, Ben Davidson is the perfect guy for him. But it, 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 quick, quick, quick correction. He was running hugging. Running hugging, not just hugging. Oh, oh really quick. Not only was he hugging, he was hugging, pushing, shoving him. He was doing multiple infractions at once and never got warned once. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Go, go, ahead, go ahead, John. And we've got a caller on the line, but go ahead. And when you talk about trainers, the one thing a trainer can't do is he can't rewire a fighter's mental, mental psyche. This kid is wired away in such a way where he's just not going to ever have that, that, that killer instinct in him. He's 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 just not that guy. Doesn't have that dog in him, I don't think. Yeah, and I just want to shout out everybody that's in the chat. JC, Tracy, Alexis, LT, uh, Nando, uh, H Money was there, G Funky, Andre, obviously. Thank you, everyone who supports the channel, the GOAT, everyone else. We said this earlier on in the year. This is the year about positivity. These are three of my closest uh, comrades on YouTube, so I want to thank all three of you as well. We're going to go to the line. I believe we've got Big Brian on the line. Big Brian, what's up, bro? What's, what's happening? What's happening, Nate, bro? What's up, uh, Ringside Sports, D-Style? Uh, I can't see the other. Kenny. Other brother's name. Kenny, 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 Kenny yeah. Yeah, man. Good with y'all, man. Good, good. So what are your thoughts, fam? Oh, man. Get down, man. What do you think my thoughts are, man? <laughs> Something was gonna happen, man, in that fight. That that kid was gonna he was the I you know, he could have went either way. But I told you Lenara was gonna was gonna uh <laughs> he was gonna he was gonna just hey. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you something. Had Lenares picked up his picked up actually throwing punches at this cat, obviously like you know, ain't nothing changed with his power. He was land okay. Here's here's a here's a synopsis for the Grade or the scout report on this man. 
Okay. The dude has good, good hand speed. He has a good dance. He has a good combination punching. I don't understand where this, this mindset these people are saying about Haney being Floyd, Floyd, like Floyd Mayweather. No, Mayweather back when he was in those smaller weight classes was putting people to sleep. Haney's not even halfway close to what Mayweather was in the power department in that weight class, man. No, and I, I think I think Brian, I yeah. think it's not just people. I think it's Haney himself has called himself the young pretty boy Mayweather. Really quick, before I let Brian continue, he said that his career is identical to Floyd side by side. Just look it up, is what he said. Okay, that's what he tweeted out. Oh, hell, hell, I don't see, I don't see, man. Look, if Lenar is just having competition, he almost. He almost had you stopped. Had there been thirty freaking more seconds in that fight, all right, in that round, I should say, in the in that very next round, he still was wobbly. He was holding excessively in that that next that next round, which you know, Lenar let him escape. Out, let him he let him he let him off the hook on that on that point. Uh, that particular part. But you know, it's not a knock on Haney. But I, I mean, I'm just you know, from me, my standpoint, what I've looked at him for over the years. Yeah, he, he looks nice. He has, he has he's the eye candy. You know, he's the aesthetically aesthetically pleasing boxer to these guys that like to move. In fact, you know, I like all styles. I just like the mentality of the boxers, you know. And I just don't like his mentality. He's not a finisher. He's not a guy that can get somebody up out of it. He can't get up. He was hitting Lenares with clean shots. Lenares was not right. Not one time. So, Brian, let, paint paint a picture for me, Brian. How does a fight, as you see it, between Haney and uh, Teofimo Lopez go down at this point in their two careers if they were to match up this yeah. year? Which I believe they both said they want to do. Well, that's good. They both want to match up. I really want to just... I really want to see what Haney can do against Loma. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't... He ain't ready for no Teofimo. Teofimo Lopez is much quicker and has better footwork than Lenard. He's going to cut the ring off on this cat. He's going to be forced to fight in the pocket, you know, you know, outside of his comfort zone. And, he, and Teofimo Lopez is going to put them hands on him. And you can't – Teofimo has shown that he has a solid 10, solid enough 10. And, hey, he's going to make you look like you have fucking Jake LaMotta, George Foreman, George Tavallo type of chance because he has no power, period. Huh? Yeah. You know? I don't think, I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's – I think Teofimo Lopez is going to get him out, get him up out of there in the sixth round. I just don't see it. I'm, I'm a, and I'm going to say this, too. Yep. Hey, you know, I was, I was thinking Styles make fights that <clears throat> he possibly could beat Tank Davis. I don't th- – I'm not so sure – on that point either. You know what I'm saying? I think if Tank Davis lands a, a clean uppercut, a clean hook, you know, left hook, you know, I mean, my, my bad, right hook, left uppercut, it's over for him. I, you know what I'm saying? And that's not a knock on Haney. It's just we've seen these type of boxes before, man. He ain't yeah. no different than Paulie Monadia, a fast guy with jab, with jab, you know, can box and move around. But can he knock, can he hurt somebody with his punches? I don't see it. There you go. Brian, thank you so much for, for uh, calling in, bro, and for always uh, keeping the convos going on the Maestro uh, Boxing ha- uh, Google Hangout. Thank you, fam. I, I, appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. Thank you for calling. Thanks, brother. I, I just want to uh, say something real quick. Uh, yeah. I would not like to see Haney against Loma. I, th- I think we're discrediting Loma a little bit just because Teofimo Tio made him look basic. I, I don't want to see Haney against Loma. I think uh, Loma will take advantage of him, just like Tank will take advantage of him. Shit, I'd rather see him not even against Ryan Garcia, uh, uh, Luke Campbell maybe. And I, and that's because I now rank Ryan Garcia over Luke Campbell because of the, the finish that uh, Ryan Garcia had against Luke Campbell. Do so you rank maybe him, Luke Campbell. Do you rank him over Haney right now? Who? Uh, Ryan Garcia, because you said you don't want to see him face Ryan Garcia just yeah, yet. Yeah, I, 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 I do rank him over Haney right now. He actually uh, knows how to finish people. Uh, he, uh, regardless of the excuses and and, and the, the 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 mental health issues that he's currently going, I'm not going to knock him. Every you know, mental health issues is this. That's the serious thing. That's real. But regardless of all of that that he's going through right now, 
the guy knows how to finish people. The guy has amazing speed. The guy has a great job, uh, excuse me, a great jab. He, he, and the hook, like, he, he just puts more punches together than Haney does. And I, just, I think I definitely rank uh, Ryan Garcia over Haney at the moment. I think you know, one thing's for sure. Sorry, you go ahead, Joe, and then I'll say what I had to say. I was going to say, you know what else he has, Kenny? Killer instinct. That, that's what I was just about to say, uh, but did in a different way. It was interesting to me that Haney went into Lenaris's uh, locker room and asked him, essentially, do I have power? I mean, Ryan Garcia believes in his power. Uh, I don't think Ryan Garcia asks his opponents, hey, how was my power? Because oh my God. You, you don't he goes, need... He you goes look. like this. He goes like this, Maestro. He goes, who hit harder, me or Lomachenko? Well, well, I finished the fight with you. Lomachenko stopped me. So you figure it out. Yeah, it's 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 tough. And I, I got to tell you, it, it did create kind of a soft spot in me for Haney because it was a very humble moment. You know, he goes into the other change room and is essentially asking the guy to help teach him things, you know. And that's how it was seeming. It was almost seeming like a coach teaching teaching his or uh, or helping his student. These like, guys, a, like a sensei helping the student or whatever, he seemed, right? Like, he, seemed, he's, he came off as being very insecure to me during that whole that whole exchange. Let me tell you something, man. I'll be honest. Um, When Haney was saying, like, oh, you didn't win around, like, after the fight, it made me quite like it makes me question even more your sparring stories, bro. Because if you're saying he didn't win around in a fight we all saw, I could only imagine what how you're exaggerating your sparring stories. Because I've heard a lot of people say, Yeah, I seen Haney get hurt a lot. Okay, and it's too many people saying it. Like it's not just like one little story. And I'm not saying they just put all this emphasis on sparring, but no. it is the Haney camp that puts emphasis on the sparring. Yeah. We hear all these phenomenal stories of Haney making guys quit, stopping guys. They're all sparring though. We don't we don't see it. Like we, it never happens in the ring. But the sparring stories though, totally, it always happens. He, he fights like a guy. I'm just being honest because I've I've been in gyms before and I've seen guys go to tournaments. I've seen guys get hurt in the gym, and then when they and then when they go to a tournament, they're gun shy. I've seen them. I've seen guys who got got rough got rough work at the gym. Prepare for a tournament. Then when they go in the tournament, they, they they fight very apprehensively because they they know they can be hurt. He fights like a guy who's probably got banged up a, a bit in the gym at, at, at times. I'm just, yeah. that's just I'm just I'm just going by experience, man. Just one more thing um, on this topic for me. Yeah. Every time they kept saying, "Oh, he's like the next Mayweather, the next Mayweather." Look for like let me tell you son man he's nothing like this is his first weight class he's nothing like Floyd at 130 nothing like like yeah. dude even 135 Floyd would have shredded Linares it's not even close bro okay and I like Linares but no shot against Floyd no he don't go five rounds though. he yeah, not, at not at 135 definitely. not even close bro and we're talking I don't even think the 135 may was as good as the 130 Mayweather okay no no but, not at but all. but here's what I would say Nah, you know what he reminds me of? And I've been saying this for a while. He reminds me of Corey Spinks. That's who Haney reminds me of. He's been reminding me of Corey Spinks, which means this, and I want to say this in fairness to him. He's capable of, and we could say he might have to stink up the joint, whatever it is. He's capable of beating some of these top guys. He may have to stink up the joint. He may have to fight a very defensive fight to do it. But I do believe he's going to get knocked and sparked out like several times in his career. Well, he I might was, have like, like, you know, like Corey Spinks beat my Orga. It's kind of unbelievable to think about, but he pulled he it did. off. He did. You know, so I'm sure Haney will be able to pull off some wins. You know what I mean? But he argue, he's going to get sparked out, man. He, no arguably, doubt in my mind. he arguably beat Jermaine Taylor as well, moving up to 160. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, let's, that's be, let's yeah. be real here. Corey Spinks did his thing when he had his opportunity. He reminds me of Corey Spinks, man. Yeah. Like, like someone's going to catch him clean, knock him out several times. He's getting sparked out several times, in my opinion. Haney needs a new trainer. Uh, somebody who's not as defensive, in my opinion. Uh, he needs to start getting on the, the Mike Tyson and the Gennady Golovkin neck workout plan to, to strengthen his, his jaw so he don't get knocked out so bad. I don't know. He needs to figure Can't something out. That, but but, but play, uh, fighting so defensively and so scared with the it's, it's, it's just not going to do it for me. Kenny, 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 you know what a lot of that is too, man? A lot of it's mental. If you can't control your adrenaline and you're fighting scared all the time like that, man, 
that that sucks the life out of you, bro. When you bro. enter that ring thinking about shit, I don't want to get hit tonight. That sucks the adrenaline right out of you, and it makes it just makes you weaker, bro. It's got to be tough because you can see him not committing to his offense the way we'd like to necessarily see him commit to it. And really, yes, get jab going forward instead of jab on the retreat, right? Really step into the jab. I'm, I'm, I'm not making fun of the guy. I'm just, I'm just you're, you're, I really was hoping to hear from H Money tonight. I think we're going to hear from him now because he, he was saying a few things uh, the week of the fight. Uh, area code 510. You're on live on Mano a Mano on Monday. How's it going, fam? Hey, I'm Milkar. Hey, Kenny. Hey, D Style. Hey, Habib. How you guys doing? Good, good, good. How you doing, bro? Good, man. Personally, I can't believe I'm about to do this because I've also been kind of a skeptic of Amy. But watching that fight, I saw somebody that made a Linares was really quick and going right, look slow, you know? That punch he, he he landed in the tenth eleventh round was off of timing. It wasn't off of being quicker than than uh, Haney, you know. I think I think I think Haney is still the best boxer. I mean, I hate saying this like crazy, but there's so much negativity. I still think he's probably the best boxer out of the three young like of the four young lightweight. Uh, what do you guys think? Be- better than Teofimo Lopez? You, you're saying you're that better than Loma? When you when you say boxer. What does that actually mean? Because box- you mean like outboxer, like like yeah, because like boxing boxing, like- boxing encompasses a lot of different things, like infighting, um, setting up, setting, throwing combinations, and and throwing feints and stuff. He's an out, he's an outfighter, he's an outfighter. That's all he is. He can't fight a lick, he can't fight a lick on the inside, bro. Um, he he he, he can't. He he doesn't throw. He doesn't throw a lot. Of, he throws like one or two punches at time at a time. Um, he. he all he shows is being able to fight on the outside, and he and he, and that's it. I mean, I I just don't I don't think he's well rounded. And, and if, if, if I may say this, um, I, I see what you mean, right? Like for example, Lenares is a counter puncher, so early in the fight, yeah, like he was making Lenares miss a lot. Like he was too quick for Lenares on the in and the out. Like, you know what I mean? But that changed right away once Lenares made some adjustments because once Lenares let his hands go. His combination punches look just as, if not faster than Haney's. Like he could, like the problem with Lenares, he's a gun shy fighter because he's been knocked out a lot of times in his career. You know what I mean? Like he's a gun shy guy. Like like that. That's why he couldn't let the, the you know pull the trigger in the eleventh when he had Haney like Haney hurt. You know, but I mean, I, I see your point though. He's like he's definitely quick. Haney, he is quick, no doubt. But but I still think. He was still getting caught with several hooks, though. He was still getting countered. He was still getting clipped, you know, in the fight. And those body shots were were, were bothering him. He he gauged he gauged his range a little bit improperly because he would back out and think he was out of range, and he that's how we got caught with the that's how we got caught with the hooks. Because Lenares, when he was going back out to reset, Lenares was just following him. He just took he just took one step forward, and he just was able to hit him with the with the hook. If I, mean, I can ask the caller, um, I mean. Let me just finish this point. I mean, you, you really got to understand, like, what, what, like, just because he's good at doing one thing, that's not that's not everything. This whole thing about boxing on the outside and fighting on your toes, just because it's aesthetically pleasing and there's a lot of movement, and that that's not what all that's not all what boxing is. You you could be like Chavez Senior. He was an excellent boxer, but he didn't fight like like Haney. When I, when I think of a boxer, I think of somebody like De La Hoya or what we see in Canelo right now, right? A guy that makes other people miss, makes the other guy look a little bit slower than he is, than their, than their opponent is. Yeah, and what I saw in Haney, I, I'm, let me finish my point. I, I'll, I'll let you guys finish. Let me finish real quick. I'm yeah. sorry. I pause it. No, go ahead. But, like, I think, I think Haney, this fight for him was comparable to Teofimo and Nakatani. Maybe he didn't get all the shine he needed out of this fight, but it was his first big fight. And to be honest, I still see I still see a lot of talent in Haney. I think I still see room for improvement. And I just saw something that was super quick. And there's just, it just I was just amazed at the difference of speed between him and Linares. And Linares is super quick. Man, he he could drop a bomb on anybody super quick. And Haney, more often than not, had him missing, had him hesitating. And I don't know. I just I, just, I was just really impressed with Haney. So a tenth round when he got hit, obviously, but. What did, what did, what did you think of the last three rounds, though? What did you think of the last last four rounds, four four rounds, three rounds of the fight? What happened? To be 
to be honest, I was a little bit impressed by that too. Instead of getting like he never got knocked down, he ne- you know he survived. It's happened before. It happened to Mayweather versus Zab Judah. It happens sometimes. Now you get hurt, but you survived. He got hurt in the tenth round, and yeah. and he and he just held the whole the whole next three rounds. He didn't if, recover. If, Mayweather recovered. Fighters recover from getting hit with that one shot, and they fight back. He also this, solved. He also solved Jab, Jab Judah um, and kind of dominated the back end of the fight. I if, thought. Whereas with Haney, he didn't. Haney really- got hurt. Haney got hurt, and after that, he became even more apprehensive because psychologically, I think he was a little bit apprehensive because he didn't want to get hit again. Diesel, go ahead. He wanted to do a defensive shell. Well, my only thing would be this. I mean, he was fighting a guy who was gun shy. I mean, Donatus has been knocked out. In the, he was knocked out in the first round by Cesar Pablo Cano just two fights ago. He was also a very rusty fighter that hadn't fought like in 18, 18, 19 months. So he had every advantage going into this fight. It took Donatus like three, four rounds to get the engine going, uh, as he later kind of suggested. And I'm not too sure that the hand speed of Haney is that much faster, if, if, if faster at all than Donatus is. You saw when he hurt Haney, cut Haney off guard when he threw a combination like that. Donatus was trying to counter him with one punch at a time before that because he's very gun shy. Now, when you say you were impressed, I mean, all that, like from a spectator's point of view, do I admire a fighter surviving and getting that W? Of course I do. But when I compare him to his peers, when I start looking at a Lomachenko and what he's done, when I start looking at even a Tang Davis and I kind of envision them in the ring with him, hurting him in the tent, ain't no way to survive. There's just no way because he's lucky he was in there with a guy who was gun shy and a guy that's very tentative on really letting his hands go as much because he's been knocked out and stopped several times. I mean, he's very fortunate that the guy in there with him was Linares, and and hopefully he does learn from his experience. Well, hopefully, like 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 you said, like like the Nakatani fight. All I will say in return to that is, we later saw what Nakatani's made of. I mean, this dude got up and knocked out Verdejo after being like knocked down like, several times early in the fight. Three he times. showed us he's a samurai warrior in there, right? Like yeah. Nakatani has been knocked out several times in the first round. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't run out of gas late in fights. I never seen that for Nakatani. And rep, looking back in hindsight, the fact I gave I gave Theo like ten rounds in that fight. I thought I thought he handily beat Nakatani. Oh, yeah. oh well, not well, only well. that, not only that though. Um, Haney had faster hands, but the, the hand speed was comparable. The big difference was the foot speed. That's that's the big that was the big difference is Haney's got very quick feet. Go ahead, Kenny. And the reach. I feel that it was also the reach. Uh, uh Haney definitely had a reach advantage on Linares. Linares, his arms look short. It's the same thing with as I said earlier with Ubali and Donaire. The uh every time Linares threw a punch at the same time as Haney, you would see the the the, the reach difference between both of them. It, it, it was a, a nice size reach advantage on Haney's part. So it wasn't only speed, it was also footwork and it was also the length. Gotcha. Thank you so much for your call, fam. Please do call right, back thank, and continue to tune in. Thank, thank you. you. All right, so guys, moving on real quick. Thank you, uh, everyone who's in the chat. Again, I missed a few of you but earlier. Joe Lopez, thank you. Tracy, Mr. Senator, Sinister, HLD, thank you so much for joining us here live. Uh, the boxing historian, Alexis, and my man, G-Funky, uh, along with my other man right there, Coach K, that joined us live for overtime last week. Thursday. Guys, I got a confession to make. And it's a confession I'm making as a hardcore boxing fan. I've been a student of the game. I've been a fanatic of the sport way back to probably elementary school in the early 1990s. Now, I got to confess, I am actually getting interested. I'm getting hyped up by the job that Showtime is doing around this Mayweather-Paul fight. Uh, you guys may want to yank my my card here, my boxing hardcore fan card, but I I I almost for a second was like, you know what? This guy's tall. This guy's got reach. This guy looks really strong. This guy may be able to like just stay on his toes and move around and box and try to escape without being knocked out. But you know what happened? I sat down and I said to myself, what would happen if Jake Paul took on, I don't know, 
Michael Jordan right now in basketball? What would happen if Jake Paul, after a year of practicing tennis, uh, decided to take on Andre Agassi or Pete Sampras right now in tennis? The answer to that question is pretty damn obvious. He'd get his ass whooped. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen on on Sunday night. It's actually taking place on Sunday. Weird day for a pay-per-view, but that's when it's taking place. However, I'm still going to watch this fight. Uh, you guys going to yank my, my boxing fan card over this, Joe? You never have to apologize if you like something. You don't have to go along with everyone else. My mother used to always tell me, you don't have to be like the Joneses. Do what you want to do in life, son. So you just buy what you want to buy. My my intrigue about this whole thing is I want to know if Mayweather's really pissed off that someone took his hat and if he's going to take it out on Logan Paul and if he's going to give him that work. I want to see if he's going to carry him like he, like he carried – McGregor and then take him out after 10 or is, or, or, or is he just gonna just give him a, a, a prolonged beating and then just finish him in like two or three rounds I, I that's that's what I want to know you know and it's gonna be fun to see a little guy like Floyd beating up a bigger guy like Logan Paul it's almost like when you're at the bar and you see these big these big behemoth guys that are bullies and they're, and they're just so used to just walking up to guys and scaring them and tipping their drinks over whatever. But then they run into that small guy that maybe he's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He knows friggin' uh, Muay Thai along with it. So this guy walks up to the little guy and he just tries to, you know, throw him around a little bit and he, he gets he gets destroyed. And yet everyone's looking in awe like, look at this little guy beating up this big guy. Even though Logan Paul is not a boxer, he's still a big guy. And it's still going to be – funny and interesting to see like a little guy like Floyd beating up a big guy like that. It just goes to show you how much um, skill goes into fighting. Not It's not all about size all the time. But like I said, the big curiosity factor to me is, is Floyd really mad and will he take it out on Logan Paul or, or, will, it, or will it really be an exhibition or Floyd turn it into a real fight? That's why I'm, that's why I'm tuning in. Kenny, uh, you're going to be watching this. If so, why? If so, why not? No, I'll definitely be watching this. Uh, the undercard looks all right. Uh, there's a couple young youngins coming out, you know. Uh, Badu Jack supposedly fighting for a title. We don't even know who he's fighting against. Uh, but no, I'll definitely be watching. I like I, I like the whole gimmicky shit behind it. You know what I'm saying? I want to see if uh, if we're going to get the Harry Mayweather or the bold Mayweather. I think it makes it. Not nah, fucking around. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, I am going to I'm going to turn into the fight. Uh, it's a fight, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's always a puncher's chance, although I do think Mayweather's going to wash him up. And I, uh, one question that's always asked by everybody is, is this bad for boxing? Is this YouTube uh, versus boxer thing bad for boxing? And my answer to that is, hell no. You, I, you have no idea how many people that do not watch boxing are talking about, hey, are you going to be watching this box, this fight in your house? Are you going to stream it? You, you, can, can I come over? Can I come over? People who had no idea who Devin Haney and, and the people who fought this last weekend are, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's great for boxing. It's more publicity to people that do not watch boxing. Will I be watching it? Yes, of course. What else would I be doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to miss it. I, I got to talk shit on Monday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. I think it's, it's going to be a, a, a fun night for boxing. Will it be like this past weekend? Hell no. But, yes, I will be watching. And you, D-Style, let's get your early thought and prediction on Mayweather Paul. <laughs> Look, the um, fight breakdown. Well, first of all, if you guys remember, like, the early UFCs, right, a UFC one, a Hoist Gracie that weighed, like, 160 pounds, was easily, like, choking out these 300-pound guys. And people were like, oh, my God, it was so great. That's because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Okay, that's that's why. Okay, that that's why like like size doesn't matter when like the other guy knows doesn't know what the fuck to do. Like you know what I mean? Um, and that's that's kind of similar to what's going on here. Like yes, Logan Paul's a bigger human being than Floyd, right? I get that, but Logan Paul is a novice boxer at best. Would Logan Paul win a Golden Gloves if a Golden Gloves was in his hometown? Probably I don't know. Not. Probably, Probably not. Probably not. Like, you know what I mean? And, and even if he did, it's still nowhere near the level of Floyd. Do you guys remember? So, so, sorry, go ahead, D-Song. 
Well, like that that's what I'm thinking of. Like like being asked for a breakdown is so ridiculous. Like like it just is. Like there's nothing to break down. There's nothing to look at. Oh, you know what Floyd needs to do? He needs to step to the right and sit, sit you and make sure he slips the right hand. Like, like it's just it's not that difficult to, to predict. No. Floyd Mayweather's gonna go in there and do whatever he wants to Logan Paul. Whatever he wants. And they'll like there ain't no way they haven't probed a little bit with some big guys in the Mayweather gym to know he'll be okay. They've already taken care of that. You know what I mean? He's already sparked guys just as big, if not bigger than Logan Paul, who actually have some pro experience, okay, or some amateur experience, and they see that he'll be just fine. Freud's sparring partners will beat the fuck out of Logan Paul, okay? Like, that's the reality. Like, Logan Paul's going to get hit and not even know why he got hit, how he got hit, when it happened, how it happened. He's going to look confused, He's getting, mark my words, he will have a very confused face, wondering how did he do that? He was just right there. And when I went like this, he hit me, you know? Like, that's what's going to happen. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be funny to watch. The question isn't even, can, can Paul win the fight? The question is, can he lay a glove on him? Yeah. Can he land a punch? And, like, will, that, Mayweather that's and, will, or, and will Mayweather hurt this guy, like, badly? But here's my thing. You guys remember when Shaq used to have this show where he would – go around and take on different athletes in their own sport. You guys remember that? Yeah, I, was, I think it was called Shaq versus, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah, this yeah, was yeah, Shaq, yeah. an NBA basketball player, an elite athlete uh, who fought De La Hoya. This is a guy who's seven foot two or one, I believe. And, and mostly. Yeah, yeah. And it did not go well for him. If anyone wants to look that up, I believe you'll probably be able to find it on YouTube. It didn't go that well for him. And this is a guy who's way bigger, way stronger, way a way better athlete than Logan Paul will ever be, okay? Uh, taking on Adela Oye, who at that time was literally just moving around with him in the ring and, like, tapping him uh, every time he made him miss. Uh, that's going to be what happens on, on Sunday, except it might be a lot worse than that um, if Floyd decides to step on the gas D-style. Floyd is going to hit him. With a good old-fashioned sucker punch, and it's not what people think a sucker punch is. Okay, the 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 term sucker punch, okay, originated from. Okay, if you go back in boxing history, from even a sucker could see it coming. He's gonna be hitting him with sucker punches all night. Well, I think Floyd's gonna experiment with him. To be honest with you, he's gonna be he's gonna see if he could lead with uppercuts or something. Like he's gonna see. Like I'm just telling you right now. Um, He's probably going to carry him. And we're going to have a lot of delusional people thinking that uh, Logan Paul was hanging in there with Floyd. So, so you guys aren't going to purchase a gotcha hat cap, the, the one that Logan Paul is promoting? I think, no? I think, I think it's Jake Paul. Oh, uh, or Jake, whatever. Whatever, what? Paul. Maestro. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Joe, head, go, Joe. the over-under in rounds for how long Floyd's hair plugs are going to stay intact? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was honestly the best part of this whole promotion was Jake. You think plugs are going to fall out? It's not going to look good. I think he should just go back to the clean, bald look, personally. I think his hair plugs are going to fall Aren't they going to see all the little dots now, like all over it his... Does, it does, but he's got this thing where it's like the top half of his head, like you can clearly see it's been plugged in. Anytime he dips his head low, you can see it. Looks horrible. It's not looking good, bro. He should just go back to what well, he... But you see, you see, you see, you see, you see. Uh, Muhammad Ali, you know, he, uh, I don't want to be like, 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 you know, I, I could fix my hair. He couldn't fix his hair because he didn't make enough money. Like I made enough money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Muhammad no. Ali. We, we went in on that on the round table and all three of us were in agreement. Like get that mother, well, get his name out of your mouth. Like that's, don't that's, bring that's, up Muhammad Ali. Like, by the way, Ali fought. Yes. He fought an exhibition. For, for for charity people, okay? And yes, he fought in an MMA exhibition where dude was allowed to kick him in the legs. Why would he even let a flyweight kick him in the legs? Fuck out of here. Great point. Great point. He took on a flyweight kickboxer and wouldn't allow the guy to kick. Ali went out to Japan and got his leg so damaged in that fight that, you know, they were questioning whether or not he'd be able to fight like in a reasonable amount of time after that. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. 
I just want to make sure that everyone here uh, checks out Ringside Reporter. You probably are already subscribed and are fans, but just check them out Sundays, 7 p.m. I'll be on live with D-Style on HCP, Hispanics Causing Panic, tomorrow at 9 p.m. Right, D-Style? 9 p.m. And I'm getting Kenny to, to... get to work on YouTube and, and get a channel going so I could shout him out in his channel uh, pretty soon. Uh, last words, D-Style. Hey, look, uh, I appreciate everyone that, that tuned in, man, supporting Mano a Mano. And make sure you tune in tomorrow for Hispanics Cows in Panic. Okay, we're, we're going to have a guest on everything. Then. We're going to have Flaca as a translator. Like, who else gets Flaca as a translator? You know what I mean? There's HCP. You know what I wow. mean? Joe Habib, last words. I'm just going to be laughing my ass off on Sunday. That's all I'm going to say. I want to see if those hair plugs stay intact. <laughs> I hope you don't go out there with those hair plugs. Hey, Kenny. I'm just glad to be here. Thank you for having me. It's been a great conversation. It's been filled with a lot of laughter. And, uh, yeah, it, it, Mayweather's success depends on if he goes out with the baldy or with the hair. If he goes out with the baldy, he's winning. If he goes out with the hair, he's losing. I'm joking. We all know Mayweather's Mayweather's winning. All right. Thank you, everyone, in the chat. Do check us out throughout the week. That is it for Mano a Mano live on Monday. I'll see everyone again next week along with my partner right here, Kenny T. Take care, everyone.